1: Hey, it's Elizabeth Kay and Jordan DeChambre is back, our style expert who's been here on Fifty Shades of K. And now that we're in a new season, it's time to talk about fashion for the new season, fall fashion. And we're gonna talk about are you someone that has those items in your closet that don't fit anymore, but you're still hanging on to? Perhaps it's motivation or it's what you look at every day and say, I'm gonna I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get to that size four again. It's gonna happen. We're going to get into that, too. So, Jordan, thanks for coming back
0: on. Thank you so much for having me. Always such a pleasure to be here. Now that it's fall,
1: we're talking fall fashion. What should people be trying on? What should they be wearing? What are you looking at this season?
0: Yeah, well, you know, fall fashion is so fantastic. I honestly, like True Confessions, I love it so much more than spring. Because you can actually layer pieces. It's all about feeling cozy and bringing in texture and looking at really fun, like warm, rich colors, and how do you bring those into your wardrobe? So I think for fall, it's all about finding those textures that really make a difference for you in your wardrobe. And obviously, there's a few trends that are really punctuating the fall style landscape, but overall, it's about finding what is the color I love? What is the texture I love? How do I feel cozy and warm and comfortable and still look amazing? So that's kind of where I'm at with fall fashion right now. Now, what
1: are some of the textures that you're talking about? Are you talking yeah. about like
0: leather? Are you talking I'm talking leather, fur, kind of menswear inspirations with wool. Um, I think that suede has made such a huge comeback. We're seeing that everywhere. And velvet is really the name of the game right now. I've been seeing velvet. Everything velvet. I mean, do you remember when it used to just be like maybe a velvet blazer or like a velvet dress? Now it's velvet booties, you know, a crushed velvet booty. It's the kind of distressed um, velvet dresses. There's so many different ways, even little clothes. There's so many different ways to bring velvet into your wardrobe. And it doesn't have to be black. We're seeing it in every color under the rainbow.
1: And can you mix these textures together? I mean, how does that work? If you have like suede... Boots on, yeah, and then you're wearing like a leather jacket. That's all good. You,
0: you, you, you could do absolutely. That. And and I say if people are worried about it, I mean mix away. But if you're worried about it and you think you might be kind of overkill with some of the things that you're putting together, find one statement piece. So maybe your statement piece in that outfit is a fabulous over the knee black suede boot. Mm-hmm. Then build the rest of your outfit around that. So make sure that instead of then doing a long like leather trench or you know, this major like suede dress. Instead, do something like a really fun, chunky knit sweater, layer your boots over a pair of denim jeans, these things that are a little bit more staples, and then add in a great leather handbag, or add in a fun little fur vest over the whole outfit. But just make sure that you're sticking to one statement and everything else should be a supporting player.
1: That's why I love when you come on 50 Shades of K, because you break <laughs> things down so simply that that's such a great takeaway. The one pop, the one thing that Good. everyone's going to notice, whether it be the really cool, you know, leather mm-hmm. jacket, or like you said, the really nice, you know, bag or the right. boots. The one thing, and then go from there. Y-
0: yeah, and, and honestly, like I could come on and I could try to explain like the really complicated ways in which you could wear head to toe suede, or you could wear head to toe leather, or <laughs> even no the is- Can- Canadian tuxedo. But honestly, that for the the average person who's getting up in the morning and they're dealing with getting their kids to school, they're trying to make it to the gym, they're trying to get to work on time. You know, everything is a struggle today. Like everything's a struggle to try to like get ready in the morning and get out the door. So why make it more complicated?
1: Yes, yes. And it doesn't, it doesn't have to be expensive either. It
0: doesn't. It doesn't. I, I'm constantly mixing high end with low end. And I, I think that that's something what I love to do is mix high end versatile pieces that are not only statement pieces, but investment pieces, things that you're going to be wearing from year to year. So maybe that's a really fabulous leather pencil skirt. That's never going out of style. Or maybe it's a really great, um, little leather jacket that you know you're going to be able to wear forever or a fantastic animal print tie neck tie neck blouse. Something like that that you might be able to just have in your wardrobe. And then I go to places like H&M and Forever 21 and I kind of pepper in these very trend pieces. Sure. So things like a crushed velvet booty, which is hot right now, but give it a year and it will have cycled out. It only out.
1: will cost you $30, 40 exactly. so you don't feel bad. And if you wear it right. a couple times, you've gotten your money's you've worth. You've gotten your money's worth. Now, yeah. a good friend of yours, local yeah. designer, Linda Marcus, yes. who was here a couple weeks ago, and we were talking about Fifty Shades of K about the United Way fashion show. Yeah. She told me her advice that she tells a lot of people, yeah. go shopping in your closet first. Yes. Before you go anywhere else, like to sort of yes. cut costs and things like that. And I'll tell you, it worked. There was one yeah. day where I, there was a, I was looking for a shirt and I wasn't really sure what I wanted. I was getting impatient, but I thought, you know what? I have so many tops in this closet. Right. And it took about 30 minutes, yeah. but I tried on multiple shirts. Mm-hmm. And what do you know? I found this white blouse I completely forgot that I had, right. that I wore one time yeah. and it ended up being perfect. But I didn't even remember I had this stupid yes. thing in my closet.
0: And that also goes back to closet organization as well. So I desperately need. Oh, I mean, we we <laughs> all do. I mean, even for me, I you know, part of what I do is going into people's homes and helping them with their closets. I still
1: want you to come to my house, but I'm scared to that time come to my house because no. I'm so afraid it's going to be like. Elizabeth's been living like this because I I have certain things in there. I know I need to get rid of them, but I don't know why I haven't. Well, we have like an emotional attachment,
0: right? I mean, and there's an emotional attachment to it. You remember where you were when you bought it. Maybe you were shopping with your best friend or maybe it was for a wedding and you have such fond memories of it, but you have pictures, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like you have the memories. You don't need the tangible item to hold on to, to still keep those memories. And then there is also the cost. However, if you think about it as... Yes, I've, I've made an investment into this, but all it's doing is taking up space in my closet when I could be recycling this to Goodwill and helping someone who can't afford this on their own. That's a great That's way to think I, about it. That's how I generally try to think about it. But absolutely go shopping in your closet first. You know, I, I go into my closet. I just kind of arrange things by color. That's easiest for me because it's very easy for me to then pull a couple pieces that work together. See, and I
1: do have a color coordinated. I yeah. have that going for me. That's yeah. from my days of working at Victoria's Secret and at The Gap. sure. Sure. Okay, color coordinate. I have that going, but I do still feel like I have these items in there that I just, I need to get rid of. And that kind of is a mm-hmm. great segue into this next part of the podcast. Yeah. A friend of mine who just had her third child, she was talking about how her goal is to get back into these jeans that she wore before the baby. Well, of course. The baby was born a while ago. And sure. it's still not happening. And I love her and she knows we're talking about this in the podcast. Yeah. But she's still hanging on to these jeans as motivation. Yeah. 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 What do you think about that and people that hang on to this stuff? And bodies change a lot. And as women, they we do. know that they change yeah. all the time. Yes. What is the benefit of hanging on to that, if at all? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, and it's true. Bodies change and fashion changes. True. So, you know, maybe these jeans were really hot two years ago. Like right now, if I was saving a pair of jeans, I would be saving a pair of jeans that's ripped at the bottom, kind of frayed, that's a slim fit. Because that's a pair of jeans that's trendy right now. In two years, that that jean isn't trendy anymore, yeah. right? So if I'm holding on to it to try to wait until I lose that weight, knowing it's going to be a couple of years, I've wasted my time and I've wasted space in my closet. But with that being said, I think that if there's anything that motivates you to be healthy, hold on to it. Even if it is that pair of jeans, and you're never actually going to wear them, but I didn't you think just want—I I know, right? I know. I, I I saw the 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 look on your face that the the uh, listeners yeah. can't see, but no, it's true. I think that there's anything that if it's an inspiration to you, I have a skirt that I bought maybe oh my gosh, probably eight years ago at Zara, and it's a little skinny pencil skirt with a peplum. It's adorable. It's not really in right now. It might never actually come back in again. But when I was at my healthiest, when I was at my, my healthiest and happiest weight, that skirt fit me perfectly. And now, instead of constantly jumping on the scale or always going to my trainer and saying, let's do all these measurements to find out where I am, I try on that skirt. And it's kind of my litmus oh, test for okay. how I'm doing. So, I you know... Keep the jeans, if, if it's something that is going to motivate you, to be healthier. But don't keep them if you're hoping to actually be able to wear them again for years Jordan's to come. Because Jordan's
1: saying if they're not in style, then no. You're not going to do if it. If it's not on no. trend, then don't do it.
0: It's not going to, Can no. we talk
1: for a second about the front tuck?
0: Yes.
1: I see this all the time on Pinterest, and I cannot seem to figure it out. I don't know what the deal is if I'm just overanalyzing it, and if you're listening and you don't know what the front tuck is, it is just that. You take just the front of your shirt and tuck it in, and then a little bit hangs in the back. Yep what the hell? Like, why could... Is it right. because I have the hips? No. Like, what is the deal? Or no. am I just
0: looking into it too much? Is the shirt too long? Or I don't know. Well, you know, and I, I think it could be two things. You might be overanalyzing it because, uh, <laughs> y- you know, because I do. we do those things, right? We, we overanalyze as women a lot. But I think that... Uh, The front tuck is supposed to look very casual. I front tuck almost everything that I I wear.
1: You're one of the pages I see on Instagram. How does she look so cute in that thing?
0: But the key is you have to have a shirt with volume. If the shirt doesn't have any volume to it, it's going to lay directly on your body. Interesting. And you're not going to get the look of a front tuck, which essentially is a way to define your waist when you're wearing a voluminous top. So when you're doing your front tuck... Light bulb moment. Right? Yes. And what yes. you want to do to kind of ensure that you get this really kind of great um, kind of slim fit in the front and then volume in the back is take the front of your shirt, spin it a little bit around your finger, and then tuck it into the waistband of your pants. I and then slowly bring it out until you, you see it. Yeah, got it. But the key is you want to be able to see your waistband. You it, whether you're wearing a belt or not, you want to be able to see your your waistband with it because that is the whole reason for doing a front tuck is to define the waist.
1: That is amazing. I feel like now we can say that we've, we've solved all of the world's problems. Right? We've figured out the front tuck. Because even my, co- my coworker Molly, she came yeah. in the other day and she was rocking a front tuck. And I said, "Gosh, I love your shirt. It looks so cute. You have it tucked in." Yeah. And her words. I don't even know if I did this right, but right. I see it online all the time. I said, "I know." Yep, me too. Exactly. And I have all these shirts, but that—that that is crucial. And the—the the volume in the volume. the volume, and the
0: more the you move around throughout the day, the better it looks. Because as you're naturally moving and you're waving your arms, you're talking with your arms, it's going to pop out just a touch more until it settles into this place where it's going to be comfortable, comfortable for you and look fabulous. And look
1: fabulous. And that's why we're talking to you, Jordan, because you want to look <laughs> fabulous. Now, when it comes to jewelry, yeah. we talk a lot about clothes yes accessories and these are really inexpensive ways for people to be on trend Absolutely. Or add to their outfits What is your take on jewelry? Should you always be adding to it? I mean, what's in right now? The big bracelets, the big watches, rings. Right. What what is it with jewelry?
0: And for me, jewelry is just as important as clothing. I absolutely adore jewelry. But, you know, I'm a person who I, I like to have a basic jewelry game, like a kind of these basic pieces that I stick to. And then I'll have some statement pieces that I bring in when it's needed. So like on any given day, I'll have a couple bangles on my wrist. I have a pair of earrings that go with everything in my closet that I love from H and M. They were like three dollars, but yeah. they go with everything. And I have this pendant necklace that I wear that's like a, a Buddhist symbol for balance. Like just these like simple things. Like that's my basic. Like when we look at like a bra and underwear for me, that's my basic of jewelry. And then as I change up my outfits, I add more statement pieces. So obviously, necklace layering is something that we're still really seeing. Mm-hmm. We are definitely seeing statement necklaces. As as well but not the kind of jeweled uh, kind of costume jewelry that we had seen the past few years it's really more about building a statement necklace around a few different necklaces so you're kind of creating a look right now Earrings are the statement. If you are going to do something big and bold, let it be the earrings. We're seeing so much with fabulous drop earrings, beaded, tons of color, even for fall. We're yeah. seeing these great burgundies and rust colors and oranges that are just really kind of making uh, earrings pop. And, of course, every different type of, of metal you can imagine. And if you're wearing silver, you don't have to wear all silver. You can wear silver and gold and copper and and mix it all Thank up together. Thank you for
1: saying that. Because that, I think, is something that our grandparents the, told us. Right. That you can't mix metals.
0: It's like white after Labor Day. It's these rules that aren't rules that are like in the They're, back of our minds. Okay, you're yeah. the
1: expert. It's not a rule, then. And we, it's
0: not a rule. Absolutely not. We can move not. past that now. We can move past that. But what you want to do is make sure if you are mixing metals that I just you are.
1: I have gold and silver on my you watch do. right now. I just that. And you're doing
0: that. it exactly right. Because what you don't want is to have Gold earrings, a gold necklace, gold bracelets, and then one silver ring. Like you want to make sure that when you're making a statement with with mixing metals, that you're actually mixing all of your metals so you know do a couple different tones in your bracelets you know and then play off the earrings and then maybe your necklace is one silver and one's gold and maybe you have some rose gold rings on don't be afraid to really take it over the top because it's very fresh
1: well and i love hearing that earrings are a thing because uh, with my hours i wake up at 3 a.m so right. a lot of days like today it's a ponytail. It just is because yes. there's there's just no way that it's getting done right. up every single day. Yeah, and I know your boyfriend is a hairstylist. So yeah, probably like cringing that I'm saying that. But I'm sorry, <laughs> it's a ponytail. Some days. But Oh, he gets the fact that it. you can pop with earrings is yep. great.
0: Yep, absolutely. And they're so fun. They're so fun. And and the other accessory that I really think is becoming big, and and for so many years we fought it, but it's glasses. I mean, so many of us wear glasses and for years, I think people just kind of wore them because they needed to. It was a necessity. It was a necessity. Now people are wearing glasses because there are so many fabulous frames out there. Now with Warby Parker opening in the third ward, we have so many options for fabulous glasses. Mm-hmm. Um, Boston Store now has an optical inside called My Wear with a ton of you know fantastic frames. So retailers are responding. They're understanding that people don't want to wear their contacts all the time. Sure. So I I think that glasses are another place where you can say oh, I don't just have to have my one pair of glasses I wear every day. I can have a pair of black glasses. I can have a pair of tortoise shell. I can have a fun fashion color and actually have fun with glasses. Well,
1: that's what we do with sunglasses. Yes,
0: exactly. The same thing should be applied to eyeglasses.
1: Now, with the weather changing yeah. and the weather getting cold, coats. Yes. I'm, oh I'm my with God. you. You Years ago, you said about, you know, hey, a lot of times it's your first impression. You know, invest in a good coat. Yep. And you've talked about it here on yeah of K. I am with you on that. Mm-hmm. There is nothing wrong with having a great coat. You're going to wear it almost all the time, you especially are. in Wisconsin. Yep. So to have a couple really good coats. Can
0: you speak to that? Absolutely. I, I am such a coat fan. I can't even tell you. Me too. Such a coat fan. And I love layering. I, I am like a fan of layering. And I think that a coat as that top layer of layering, it has to be special. So I am all about color. I love a bright red coat in the winter. I love a coat that comes down below the knee and I'm not talking puffy. I mean like an actual like wool princess cut coat. Again, so great to define your waist. Um, We're seeing a lot of brocade coming back again. So popping looks with gold has been huge in coats this year. Um, Puffy coats, we're seeing some really fabulous cropped coats where, again, you can layer a cropped coat over a long sweater and kind of do a reverse layering. We always think that we have to do longer over shorter, but you can absolutely do the opposite. So I think that there's so many options right now. Every Crayola color right now, there is a coat for it. (laughs) Like if you... Look in stores. It's blue. It's red. It's yellow. It's green. There's so many fabulous choices. There really are. There are, and then of course all the menswear fabrics that are popping up on coats. So we're seeing houndstooth again, herringbone. There's so many fun ways to do that, and I love playing masculine and feminine together. I just think that explain that a little bit. What do you so mean? So if you're doing like kind of a masculine, uh, maybe you're doing a, a herringbone coat or a tweed coat, mm-hmm. playing that up with like you know adding like a fur. Uh, a fur scarf or adding like a fun like leather pant with that so something that's kind of like okay. fierce and feminine and that's paired a in with the masculine too, like you were exactly. talking about
1: kind of like how you Work with pillows on your couch right, and in your home and things yeah. like that. You don't want everything. You don't want every end table to match and be wood. No. You want there to be some variation, some metals, some wood, add a little bit of the faux fur and stuff right. like that.
0: And it's so true. We see so much of a parallel between interior design and fashion in general. It is about mixing textures. It's about mixing metals. It's about mixing colors patterns and doing that in a fresh way. And you can do that by making sure that everything's under the same motif. Mm-hmm. So if we're thinking about an interior design, we might say, well, I kind of want that old Hollywood glamour look to my house. So you bring in some gilded uh, gold or gilded metals, you bring in white fur, you bring in these things that remind us of old Hollywood. When we're thinking about doing it for style, well, what do I want to be, be today? Well, I want to be fierce. So think about what that means and what those fabrics are and how to create that look. Or I want a great athleisure look. Yes. So maybe that's a really fabulous um, coated legging, you know, with a little sheen to it. And then it's a fun military style boot. And then a cropped puffer jacket over a long, you know, uh, uh, fabulously cozy gray sweater. So there's so many ways it to so do easy. it.
1: Because as you putting this all together, I'm thinking, God, yeah, you're, do- <laughs> you're picturing all of it in my head. I get right, it. Right. That's great. And it's
0: trial and error. Again, it's shopping in your closet, and it's saying, "How can I mix and match these things together?" And definitely be inspired by what you're seeing on Pinterest and what you're seeing on Instagram. I mean, I get a lot of my inspiration from there. Oh my gosh, that's like one of the hugest, like, easiest
1: ways to get oh, inspiration yeah. when you go on Instagram or Pinterest and things like that. Hundred percent. I do find it's funny because if there are people out there that maybe do take a little bit of risk with their fashion. Yeah. This just happened the other day. I bought a pair of black jeans. I had rips in it, and I mm-hmm. wore it to my stepson's football game. Yeah, and, and Everyone commented, I'm like, you got holes in your jeans, and you're going to be cold, <laughs> it's raining, Why do you? and I right. finally wanted to say, okay, I, who cares? Yeah. Should I have not worn
0: that to the game? You, you I, absolutely I, I, should. I, I kind of You thought. absolutely should. But I know
1: there's people listening that don't want, necessarily want to take these fashion risks because yeah. they feel like, okay, maybe it's a little edgier than what I'm normally wearing mm-hmm. and all people are commenting on it, yeah. but if they feel comfortable in it and yeah. perhaps they feel their best, so they're going to present their best self, that's okay then. It
0: is. And it all comes down to confidence. At the end of the day, you can wear anything under the sun. You can wear something that a $10,000 gown from Tom Ford. You can wear a $20 dress from Target. At the end of the day, it's the confidence that you have that is making that look rock. And if you walk into a football game and you have your favorite ripped jeans on and people make some comments, "Oh, oh, gosh. I'm sorry that you don't know what's in right now, but you know, I'm sorry for you. Um, well, you know, really. I'm, like, I'm at a football game, right. so I have black jeans with rips in them. And exactly. I'm sure a little bit of teasing, but I had three
1: people comment in like the first five minutes I walked into the game. Yeah. But I had that moment of like, wow, is there anything else to talk about? I'm glad everyone's right. so concerned that I have holes in my exactly. jeans. Exactly. Exactly. So back to the football game. Yeah. Can we move on from that? Right. Now, people right. that want to get in contact with
0: you, Jordan, what's yes. the best way? Um, my website has all my contact information. So com,
1: And Jordan does a really great job, like we talked about earlier, of just making it simple and easy to understand. And you know your audience. You know you have people that are looking for high end. You have people that are, hey, I want to look good, but I I don't want to break the bank.
0: Right. Or I want to be
1: on trend and not break the bank. And you have a lot of tips for that. You mentioned in a podcast before that a lot of people had told me that they really appreciated your tip about hanging clothes on the back of yes. your closet. Yes. Can you
0: absolutely? Talk about that? Because yeah. that,
1: oh, so many people... Out of all the things we talk about on this podcast, that's yeah. one of the biggest things people mentioned was that tip. Which that is... one tip,
0: yeah. Basically, when you go out and you buy something new, I keep a, a a door hanger on the back of my door and as I buy something new, I hang it there and if I don't wear it within the first two weeks, I bring it back. Yes. And of course, that, that doesn't count if I'm buying something for a wedding a month away um, or for some special occasion, but if I'm ba- buying a basic or something that I expect to be integrating into my wardrobe on a regular basis, I better want to grab that off that hanger within the first couple days. If I don't, it's going back because clearly I've made an impulse buy that I'll regret later that will end up going to Goodwill and just cause my closet to be a mess. So I've
1: implemented that. Yeah, it's huge. And it's, yeah. it saved me a ton of money. Yeah, because think about those things that we do buy. Mm-hmm. If you love it, you're going to wear it. you're right going to wear it. You yep. want to wear it. It's mm-hmm. new. It's a new shiny new toy. And if you don't, well, then
0: why is it sitting there? Why do you spend right. the money? You don't love it that much. That's why Jordan's fantastic. <laughs> so
1: reach out to Jordan. She is a style expert. She has her blog, Instagram. You do closet consultations. I do. And you can be hired as someone's personal stylist. Absolutely. Too, if they're interested in that. Yeah. Yeah. and you also see Jordan all the fun fashion shows so if you want mm-hmm. to know you know what's going on with fashion follow, Jordan, because you are in the know with everything, and you go to New York and Chicago, and you have a great way of just bringing all of that here to Milwaukee. Thank you you so much. I appreciate it.
0: Oh, thank you for having me.
1: If you enjoyed this podcast and you want to hear more, make sure you subscribe. So to subscribe to 50 Shades of K, make sure you're on your iTunes app, Google Play, or your podcast app on your smartphone. Search for 50 Shades of K. That's five zero Shades of K. Then there should be a little button where you hit subscribe. There's also a little button where you can hit review. I'd love it if you left a review. Let me know what you think. Again, it's 50 Shades of K. Thanks so much for listening.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.